0: And this is what Stephen King's wishes that it was.
1: We've seen it all before, so let's reload On a very special episode Of shows that suck and shows that float Buckle up, buck it's a bumpy road Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code, code, code Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold, gold, gold Hello, and welcome to a very special episode, the podcast which reviews very special episodes of TV, like when a family-friendly sitcom starring a precocious 10-year-old decides to spend two episodes on an acid-fueled cornucopia of nightmares. (laughs) I am your host, Austin Gorton, and with me this week, despite their limbs being severed and lodged into the walls of a cavern, is...
0: Carolyn Bain! (laughs) Ouch, my bones.
1: <laughs> and dancing while his lower half is a skeleton, <laughs> while his head is zombified, is... Uh,
2: certainly not David Bitsenhofer. I I might sound like David Bitsenhofer, but I'm certainly not him. So if you happen to be a parent of David Bitsenhofer, the words coming out of this person's mouth is not your son's mouth. Wow. It's a different David yeah. Bitsenhofer. Yeah, yeah.
1: Same name, similar voice, totally different guy entirely. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So whatever I say, you can't attribute to your son. That's all I'm saying.
0: You have no father.
1: So
2: noted.
0: (laughs) Take that, Dad.
1: On this very spooky Halloween installment of our show, we are reviewing Punky Brewster, Season 2, Episodes 6 and 7, The Perils of Punky in which Punky and the gang go on a camping trip, <laughs> which leads the kids getting lost in a cave and getting caught up in a battle between an evil spirit that personifies fear and anger and takes the form of, amongst other things, trippy-ass spiders. It's basically Stephen King's It without the child sex orgy, but the whole thing turns out to be a ghost story.
2: Or was it? <laughs> well, we'll get to that.
0: I was going to say that about Stephen King. Shit. Okay.
2: <laughs> I was a appreciative there was no sex orgy or underage <laughs> drinking because you know that they wouldn't have made it out right. Like,
1: you
0: right, swear, right. David.
1: <laughs> I could see, I could see Margot being one of the, uh, the the promiscuous girls in the slasher movie that gets killed off before. Because yeah, Punky's obviously the final girl.
0: Mm-hmm. She's
1: the girl. But yeah, I could see Margot like being snooty and above it all, but then getting wasted on like wine coolers <laughs> and getting killed
2: by Jason. Mm-hmm. Probably did happen.
1: We've done a Punky Brewster episode way back in our like third episode.
2: Yeah. What was it? It was the refrigerator. It was, was it the, the attack fridge? of the refrigerator. Yes, a very special
1: episode about the dangers of refrigerator <laughs> which scared the
2: crap out of Austin. So I guess still
1: does. Think about it every time I walk past the goddamn fridge. <laughs> if you're not get me this time, fridge. Uh, I am on to you.
0: What if the fridge has a ham in it?
1: I mean, that's that's how they get you.
2: <laughs> they
1: lure you in with promises of ham and
2: delicious goodies. We talked about it before. Isn't there a uh, horror movie about a possessed fridge that like murders people like a murder fridge? I mean, probably. I
0: watched one about a microwave. That was pretty good.
1: (laughs) So I guess, has anyone's relationship with Punky changed appreciably since that third episode? Anybody anybody go back and binge all four seasons of of Punky Brewster since we last chatted about her?
0: Well, I will say, Austin, that you had some competition in that one of these years I would do this episode if you didn't beat me to it. So good (laughs) for you. Because I have a little bit of a relationship with this episode just episodes, just in that it's infamous because, like, so many people shit their pants about it and it's so bananas, cuckoo off base for their target audience and it's, like, famously scary on a really low budget. So,
1: (laughs) good job. very low budget.
0: Yeah, a buddy Uh, of mine put this on his spoopy Halloween mix, so I visited it occasionally. Only the second episode, though, so it's nice to watch the first one and really glad to be here with you gentlemen.
1: Yeah, it, um obviously we're doing this as our halloween episode this year um ryan's gone and i think we've run out of evil steve urkel doll episodes
0: that would be the um, real halloween episode if we had to do another fucking urkel
1: although i might be wrong about that there might actually be a third steve episode oh, i'm forgetting no. um it probably <laughs> but, <is. yeah. laughs> Uh, But it's interesting, because this isn't, like, explicitly a Halloween episode. Like, they're going camping and talking about how they're going to have, like, summer fun. But it's just, you know, creepy and spooky as fuck. And it did air uh, back-to-back on the 20th of October in 1985. So they were clearly positioning it as a sort of
2: spooky Halloween-esque sort of deal. I was just going to say, did we mention... For me, this was always a bit of an urban legend that I heard about the Mm. Scary Punky Brewster episode, but...
1: Uh, did you hear watching. something specific about it? Just that it existed? And it
2: uh, I read an article on it once too. Yeah, yeah.
1: I read once. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I f-
1: feel like I may have seen this back when it first. Well, not certainly not when it first. Yeah, it'd be '85 it, like... when it first. Came yeah. Out, so. I may have seen it in like syndication because really? I, I remember I remember seeing episodes of Punky Brewster as a kid. Wow. Yeah, obviously
2: the refrigerator still scares.
1: Right, right. I mean, that imprinted itself deep in my psyche, but... Um,
0: are you as scared of caves as you are of refrigerators?
1: No, not really. I mean, I'm a little claustrophobic, so I don't love caves, sure. but I mean, the caves they're in in this episode are all very spacious for the most part. <laughs> That's true.
2: Are you uh, scared of stereotypes of indigenous Americans?
1: <laughs> Boy, does this episode have those in. <laughs> lots and lots. <laughs> Uh, should we dive into it, then?
0: Let's deep dive. Let's spelunk.
1: All right. So, um, oh, before we dive, well, we'll dive into it with the theme song. We didn't really talk about Punky in our last theme song episode. I did, Any thoughts on this well, theme song? Well, I did
2: bring it up briefly. Yeah. Oh, okay. good. And I, I, w- I would have brought it up more, but we had previously discussed it, even though it was the third. Right. I mean, this is, for me, one of the best, actually, I think. <laughs> like I feel like we didn't give it enough credit True. during that, because I kind of skimmed over it, and then I listened to it again, and I'm like, no, this one's really good. This is top tier of even 80s theme songs, for me anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I I had that same reaction, which was like, ah, we gave this one a short shrift, didn't we? <laughs> and it was funny, because as I was listening to it, watching this episode, it starts off, and it's kind of, like, high-pitched and, and tinkly, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess this... I mean, this is good, but it's not, like, top tier. And then, like, halfway through mm-hmm. it, like drops into a lower key and mm-hmm. turns into more of an 80s song and then i was like oh damn this is really good <laughs> oh we should have talked about this more." I know.
0: right it's so smooth it hits all those good vibes um i was looking at it and the guy who wrote it gene portney according to our undead cave orphans <laughs> gene courtney who wrote this theme song also wrote the theme song to cheers so i guess uh, he's just uh, fucking cleaning it up left yeah. and right you're welcome <laughs> right? david's dad for
1: the right? facts I, okay mm-hmm. um i also noted that it shares something in common with the perfect strangers theme song which is that it know. features the main characters going to a cubs game yeah i did oh, think weird. about that <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it, it just made me realize like why did everybody love the Cubs in the eighties? Well, it's like just if you
2: Chicago's just a big city, and probably New York was played out. So then they're like, let's put it in Chicago. Yeah. What's in Chicago? Cubs, the Cubs. Man. What about yeah, the White Sox? A... Nobody gives a shit about the White Sox. Yeah, I know. I mean, I get that. If you're
1: gonna like, if you're gonna do Chicago, you're gonna show Wrigley and and mm-hmm. the Cubs and all that. And you're right. in the eighties, New York was still in its like uh, crime-ridden cesspool <laughs> I phase. dude so they probably didn't want to to do that but it was just, i'm like were there a bunch of sitcom writers in the 80s that came from chicago and I like how we say a
2: what? bunch and it was like two so far. <laughs> right right i feel like uh yeah yeah anyway
0: yeah the whole music of this whole episode and we'll get more into it but it's very thoroughly scored by very professional musicians it also mm-hmm. sounds like john mm-hmm. williams on cocaine
1: so I'm well yeah in. the the very the very first scene Um, of the episodes just starts with like a shot of a lake and for just a few seconds, there's sort of like ominous, almost Friday the 13th esque uh, music going on, like a little Henry Mancini just kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. you can almost hear the, (laughs) and then it sort of builds and it becomes a little bit more sunny and upbeat as Mm -hmm. the, uh, as the car pulls up bearing the, uh, the cast of the show minus uh, Milo the janitor. Where is he? And he's not in this episode. Why? Back at school.
0: Is he janitoring the school?
2: Was he? In the, I don't think he was in the episode we watched too. No, I don't think so. We've somehow
1: managed to avoid Milo and all of our punk <laughs> this yeah. Yeah. episodes. This is bullshit. This <laughs> is a problem. <laughs> it is bullshit, Carolyn. I agree. Uh, so the, ca- the cast pulls up at camp. Waxahachie.
2: Yeah, is that offensive? Uh,
1: probably, yeah. yeah. I, mean, <laughs> well, I, I do like that they drive past a sign that says like Camp Waxahachie, home of the Waxahachie Indians. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, is it their home? Is it still <laughs> their home? Like, wouldn't was the home of the Waxahachie
2: Indians mm-hmm. be more appropriate? Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: Punky
1: <laughs>
2: oh, Punky! <laughs> <That's good>. uh, <laughs> Did anybody go to camp as a kid?
0: Oh yeah, that's yeah. a real Oregon thing. I think yeah, I went to camp Nimanu, thing? sure to shine all of the time. And then for this really special thing, I don't even think there's the budget for anymore. I'm sorry, current generations, but there was outdoor school in high school when you were like a sixth grader. You got to go to camp for school for a week. Oh wow! It was cool, you guys.
2: I feel like there's two types of kids growing up. There are camp kids and non-camp kids. And that oh, are you a
0: non-camp camp. kid, David? Yeah,
2: yeah. And Quick,
0: bully him! Everybody, come
2: on! <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a Boy Scout,
1: so I went to Boy Scout camp. Yeah, but so that's that a adult like thing.
2: Well, let's see. I guess maybe. Yeah, that's Boy Scout sixth grade, right? Around then, it North can there.
1: be. Yeah. yeah. That's what after I mean, yeah. school is. <laughs> I camped, I mean even in, in Cub Scouts and like Well, there's camping, instance, but then there's
2: camp, camping. Austin. You do realize there's a yes. difference.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. You
0: get it for not having been.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Listen, I've watched Salute Your Short, all right? I I understand the camp lifestyle.
0: <laughs> I'm no monster.
1: <laughs> yes. As a Boy Scout, we certainly went camping, where you'd mm-hmm. go to like a campground and you'd set up a tent and mm-hmm. all that stuff. You're not unlike what we do as adults, or you'd stay at like a cabin kind of a thing in the winter. But there was also Boy Scout camp that we would go to for like a week in the summer, yeah. where it had a a mess hall and a canteen Are and you... different activity, do, like, horseback riding and Competitions against and,
0: each other, right? There's, like, you put all the Boy Scouts against each other for who can do the best not and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Like, yeah. you go, you'd, you'd take, they'd have, like, different classes throughout the week that you would take to get merit badges and stuff, and it's like you'd get your horseback riding merit badge at Boy Scout camp because it was you know, it's not like you had a horse at your house that you could ride around. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So that was my camp experience, but... David, you never went to camp?
2: No, not really.
1: You never went to anything like... One of Maybe those. I would like, have
2: had my first kiss then if I did I <laughs> Well I can
1: tell you I didn't have my first kiss at Boy Scout Camp. Uh,
2: <laughs> you just weren't trying hard enough, Austin. Not that
1: not that I begrudge anyone who did. Just wasn't <laughs> happening for me.
0: That's another very special episode.
1: Right,
2: right. <laughs> Anyways this isn't you're right. not really going to camp it's anyway not so really camp. No, It's not so. really
0: about It's more about a haunted devil cave.
2: The only thing I thought about is they had probably an offensive uh well, I guess if there's an actually a wax a hat Actually tribe then it wouldn't be offensive But assuming it's just made up It's probably offensive and I feel like a lot of camp Uh names are <laughs> offensive up the thing.
1: about 85 percent of the boy scout like <laughs> mythology and iconography <laughs> is lifted from native yeah. americans and things like that so that's certainly on point it's
0: mm. in the great american tradition of cultural appropriation yeah,
1: absolutely yeah. uh so the campers the the Henry and and Mrs. Johnson and the kids get out of the car. Well, and, you're
2: forgetting one uh, thing that I thought you would note of all people.
1: Mm. Oh, you mean how the kids are all hanging out the window of the car, which is unsafe
2: and <laughs> illegal. No, they noticed a duck and they were very excited about. It. Or is after? You
0: blew it, Austin.
2: <laughs> yes, they did notice a duck. <laughs> and we're very excited about it. I'm like, oh, these kids speak to Austin in so many ways. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes.
2: That's a it way so... callback for like our very loyal listeners.
0: It's, it's right. a call quack,
1: <laughs> call quack. There it is, there it is, Carol. All right, let's oh, go home. We're done. Bye. Wait, we're, we're not topping that. Uh,
0: it's uh, like such a weird tranquil, soft opening, and then mm-hmm. I can't believe where we get spoiler, but oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they basically just like march from the car until they're exhausted, and then that's where they set up camp. That's true, mm-hmm. like uh, all
0: good campers
1: henry talks about how he likes camping more than staying in a hotel and he points out that there's no checkout times when you're camping which i beg <laughs> to differ like they make you leave eventually
2: yeah and... this seems like probably not quite above board camping they're doing because
1: they
3: don't
2: have a reservation they just kind of find a spot to put up their tent like i don't know the rules of course it's 80 right. so maybe this is before the dnr was and had their greasy yeah, mitts true. on everything yeah but... Yeah, yeah uh,
1: Punky points out that there are an awful lot of dead trees oh, We only see one of them, but she assures us that she sees a lot of them
2: Yeah, she keeps they keep showing dead trees, and half the time I don't even see them So I don't know what that says about me, but I know. I'm not in right, tune with nature, I suppose
1: <laughs> This feels a little bit like foreshadowing <laughs> Uh, Margo's, uh, Margo, who is the, uh, snooty rich girl, uh, is wearing some sort of a pith helmet <laughs> and <laughs> is referring to everybody as peasants throughout this scene. So that's fun.
2: <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. Is this where she puts uh, her moisturizer on?
1: Yeah. She com- yeah. She complains about how the sun is so bright or so hot. She hopes she has enough moisturizer. And then Alan's like. It's okay, cause you're all wet anyway. Cause you're naturally
2: all wet, which is well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe this I, is more like it than I thought. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> I related with this so much because <laughs> a little behind the scenes stuff. I am fighting dead trees and moistness and things that sting. Now I like move to an area where you have to like build stuff and fight nature. So I really feel these kids, Team Moist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but is that so? She's a young girl, so all, all the actual jokes aside, is naturally all wet like a term that I'm just not familiar with. It's or? an I old think of the thing, yeah.
1: yeah, like an old per like an old comedy shit. Like ah, oh, yes. you're all wet. You're all like wet, a,
0: David. What a wet, <laughs> like a
1: like a wet blanket. Like you're no fun. You're no, yeah,
2: okay. you're not very
1: interesting. I don't know you fucking yeah, maybe dripping I am like a wet, bitch.
2: I didn't even know it. I'm so wet, I didn't know I was all wet.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, that, that proceeds to a whole sequence of... Um,
0: the funky kite montage.
1: Yes, a montage of fun summer camp activities. And what I love about all of this... Uh, pre-Nightmare Cave sequences is that they clearly blew all of their budget building the cave sets, and this yeah. is all very clearly taking place in front of, like, a blue screen that's projecting nature themes <laughs> on the back. Well, I that was just struck by team. how
2: much shit they brought. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's a lot of camping supplies, because they had, like, a badminton set, plus, like, a well, they had a baseball, a uh, baseball and bat, and... Mm-hmm. There's something else they had. Oh, like horseshoes well, they, they
1: brought and <laughs> Yeah, they brought horseshoes, yeah. And, and this um, wasn't
2: like something they drove up, like they had to carry everything for Yeah, they a, they picked their spot time. by like collapsing exhausted mm-hmm.
1: after leaving the car. No wonder well, I they got love- tired. They're carrying like a beach ball and like mm-hmm. an inflatable pool ring and I'm like It'd be a lot easier if you just inflated it when you got to the
2: camp. <laughs> but then it wouldn't be visually striking to us audience when yeah, to know. <laughs> of course.
0: I was too distracted by the funky, funky disco tune. Like, it's so good. <laughs> so good.
1: It, it presages the appearance of a, of a certain <laughs> spiritual being later in the episode.
2: It also, I was struck by how much they were doing and I think about like when Austin and I and some friends go camping and I'm like, We don't do that much. But then I realized by about five o'clock, we decided it's time to just start drinking until we're plowed. So I think that kind of cuts into our doing other stuff time.
0: (laughs) That's
3: what really
1: cuts into our uh, our enthusiasm
2: for doing other
0: things. Five? That's really good of you. Camping uh, is different. I you was just
2: getting game, generous David. because my parents might be listening, so
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, we just have to forget your dad. Like we forget well, all dads in this case of my I can,
1: parents. I can assure Dave I can assure David's parents that he drinks responsibly <laughs> on our camping trips. The rest of us throughout the day it's more of like <laughs> you're in you're in second gear and then five o'clock rolls around and that's when you shift it into first
2: and really yeah, pile on the, yeah, the boots. <laughs> Unless it's raining, then we shift it into first at about <laughs> eleven AM.
0: Yo, may I welcome you to our lovely campgrounds in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, yeah. You will get very moist <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Uh, so the montage was probably my favorite part of the episode Because it was very easy to recap Yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> After that Henry sends the kids to uh, Go out and get wood for the fire Yeah he's like mm-hmm. hey kids Just
2: go out alone into the forest without any supervision Hey I'm sure it's, it's will be
1: the fine. 80's David This is I mean what's the worst that could happen They get drawn into some sort of murderous nightmare cave That's not likely to happen
0: Lured into a cave by fire I don't yeah.
1: know So uh, as they're out walking, Punky spots another dead tree, and this time we get a little musical sting to let Mm -hmm. us know that that's uh, abnormal and something we should be worried about. Uh, Margot calls Sherry a peasant again <laughs> and then there's this weird bit where Brandon the dog chases off after a rabbit.
2: Well first the kids are very excited about rabbit and I was just noting that they got excited about seeing a duck and a rabbit and I'm like these are the most mundane wildlife creatures possible and they're so fun for them. <laughs> it's like they're meeting a moose or yeah, a bear. Exactly. Or something.
0: <laughs> it means a lot to a city kid.
2: I, I yeah, I guess. I, I just opened my but door, But I feel like even city kids there. would see ducks and rabbits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, so Brandon goes chasing off after this rabbit, the kids go chasing off after Brandon and they come around the corner or whatever. And, uh, there is like Brandon hanging out next to the rabbit and everyone's just chill. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay, Brandon, let's go. And, like, they walk away, and the rabbit just sits there, like, that rabbit would be freaked the fuck out. <laughs> I was fun. shocked
2: by how well-behaved those animals were. Just, uh, you know, breaking the fourth wall here, I was just like, yeah. that's some well-trained dogs and rabbits right there, or... <laughs>
0: So Brandon is so good. He's such a good boy. I Really enjoyed him, and he, <laughs> he's, he's one of the best boy. dog actors, doctors I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good boy. Mm-hmm.
0: And him and this bunny. So like the twinkly music on the soft lens. It just made it read really postcoital to me That's when horrible. they were hanging out together. I
2: mean, this is going with the theme of the entire episode or story <laughs> of love. You know, love conquering all. You think. <laughs> Brandon's gonna attack this rabbit and you know rip it to shreds, but no, it's actually love that is the greatest weapon.
1: Love right? Is I guess sword. yeah, it's just setting that up. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so then after they after they leave Brandon's uh, little hit it and quit it buddy behind. <laughs> uh, they they come across yes he thumped her all right yeah mm-hmm. uh,
2: Let's wait wait for nine months later and then we will see how well they're getting along you know.
0: I want to see those bunny golden retriever
1: puppies.
2: I do. That would be the most adorable thing <laughs> in the
0: world. Sign me up. Sign me up for that dog.
1: Uh so later the kids mm-hmm. come across a cave and they're mm-hmm. like that's a cool looking cave and Punky's like yeah but we keep walking past it and I think we're lost guys bum 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 yeah
0: and then the little blonde shitty boy is like i want to go outside that ghost devil cave
1: and they're like no <laughs> don't do it so then we come back from commercial and henry and mrs johnson are searching for the kids they've now been gone long enough on their their uh firewood errand that that the adults are getting worried and uh, so. punky's like brandon you're a good boy. Use your smell to bring us back to camp. And they run off after Brandon and he just brings them back to the cave. This
0: was the best song in the whole episode. It is so chunky, funky, Uh,
1: punky, rather smartly. uh, And without a musical cue to tell us that it was an important lesson says that they should stay in one place, which will make it easier for Henry and Mrs. Johnson to find them.
2: Yeah. No, uh, unfortunately, they probably should stay in visible sight instead of hiding yes. in the cave. But, you know.
1: Unfortunately, Alan's like, well, if we're going to stay in one place, mm-hmm. let's go hang out in the scary nightmare cave. Mm-hmm. Fucking Alan. And he runs inside, and so then the girls have to go in after him. And you could maybe make an argument that, sure, stay inside the mouth of the cave, where you could be protected from the elements, but still visible to anyone who might be passing by.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: But no, Alan just plunges deep into the cave, and everybody has to follow him, and uh, inside the cave, they find some paintings on the wall and a fire that's already burning, and the paintings, creepily enough, are of them.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Like, that's unsettling. You walk into a place, and there's some crude drawings that represent you and events that are surrounding you.
0: I would like that. I would feel very welcomed and at home.
2: Yeah, I'd feel like, at last, I'm the chosen one. I've been waiting all my life. i reading all these stories about other chosen people. I don't want to be the chosen one for once.
1: <laughs> and, and while they note the creepy ass cave paintings, mm-hmm. no one gives a second thought to the fact that there's this roaring fire in the middle yeah, of I the know. cave. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: and they sit down around it and Punky says that since we're scared anyways, <laughs> let's have fun while we're scared and tell ghost stories, which, sure, I guess. I don't Yeah, know. yeah story checks it out. seems like a reach. Then she uh, told
0: the story of the haunted refrigerator.
1: Uh, so she proceeds to tell a story that's like what hap- what's happening to them mm-hmm. um, about how they got lost There were some kids that got lost and they went into a cave and um, they realize that it's an Indian cave mm-hmm. and that. Just that alone freaks them out for some reason. (laughs) That that felt a little uh, disrespectful to our indigenous friends. It
0: did. It's
2: the cave Uh, of cultural
0: appropriation. They'll be very
2: respectful soon, right? Right, of course. Of course.
0: We'll try. We'll try.
1: Uh, So then some Indians enter. (laughs) And. I know that Indians is not the correct term, but this episode doesn't know that, and <laughs> they are portrayed exactly like you would expect people who use the term Indians to portray them.
2: Yeah, and, well, A, did the show seem to suggest that this is just how they dress all the time? <laughs> that appears to so, be what the show is suggesting. Like they're carrying yes. spears, and they just uh, are living in modern-day times. Uh, you know, this with is their, the
0: real question, quote, David, is painting. are they... Are they living in modern day times or are they the ghosts of
2: yeah, I mean,
0: fucking manifest there's, destiny?
2: <laughs> there's a lot of unanswered questions to this. I they
1: saw. they do appear to have some corporeal presence. Yes. But you are but you are not wrong, Carol, nevertheless, they may have been pulled through time in some capacity. <laughs> or this is just what TV producers in nineteen eighty-five think all Indians
2: dress like. <laughs>
0: I mean, it seems a little cold for a cave. They're all looking good. They're all ripped to shit, but that seems pretty cold to me.
2: I'm not a Native American, so I don't know of the culture very well. I'm not an expert. So I'm just defaulting that this is all very offensive, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right, right.
0: Is it an American uh, production? Yes,
2: it
0: yeah. is. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and then I assume uh, they punky. didn't research
2: and like understand the culture and be like, this is how they want to be presented.
0: Did anybody check if the actors are Italian?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was. I mean, I was wondering <laughs> that. I did see his name, but then I mean, you don't know, right? I feel like it didn't stick out to me when I could. No.
1: Alex Kubik plays the, the main one.
2: Okay,
0: mm-hmm. he's got a lot of lines, but he got a side card from this. Way to go, Ben.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's born in Pittsburgh. I mean, it doesn't really...
2: Yeah, I mean, there's just no way to know what his you know, heritage yeah. is. But... Their
0: name isn't, like, Joey Spaghetti.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. He's, yeah, exactly. Um, Joey Gabagool. <laughs> I was um...
0: gonna say Gabagool later. I still will.
1: Uh, we do get a, a a brief bit where Punky does the, as they come out, she does like, how yeah. are you? <laughs> and so it's one of those where I'm like, wait, is it better or worse that they realize that you can't just go how, <laughs> but then they make a joke out of it. I don't I, know. I
0: think it's pretty good, but not like good, good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 70s. Great. Was this into 80s? 80, 85. Eighty one. <laughs> Uh, so the the Indians sit around the fire, and the Chief Henry of this group tells them <laughs> how the land was once rife with evil. That's true. And, and that uh, still is. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that uh, Princess Moon fought uh-huh. off the evil spirit and locked it away in rock. But now the spirit has escaped, which is why... Punky saw so many dead trees because it's killing nature. And he says that Punky is the new champion sent sent to defeat the spirit once again. Uh Margot, the white colonist amongst <laughs> them.
0: The most uh, white argues,
1: argues that this is all a lot of hogwash and they should get the fuck out. And they probably should have listened to Margot,
2: but they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think so Princess much. Moon is a Nod to Soleil Moon Fry, or is it just...
1: Absolutely. I feel like it had to have been, right? Especially with what happens later. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the evil spirit's name is apparently, Oh, What a Goose I Am. Oh,
0: no, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's
1: a whole bit where he's like, the evil spirit is named, Oh, What a Goose I Am. And then Punky's like, Oh, What a Goose I Am?
2: And also, we have, like... Uh, a native tribe waiting for a white savior, which is always yeah. a great
1: <laughs> Yes.
0: Just living in a cave as ghosts or even yeah. sadder, adult as men.
2: <laughs> <laughs> waiting for a white person to save them.
0: Hope a white I... ten-year-old gets here soon. Let's make a fire.
1: I kind of like I kind of want this to be almost like a historical reenactment <laughs> thing where they're just like normal people that have mm-hmm. like jobs and drive cars and wear (laughs) jeans and t-shirts but then like once a year they all get together and reenact the like princess moon's battle with the ancient evil spirit and these kids just happen to stumble across it and not realize that they were just like play active
2: yeah
1: exactly like boy those kids sure took that far yeah
2: the other kids are like their car broke down on the way there so they never made it Mm mm-hmm Let's really fuck with these kids in this cave today. <laughs> okay,
0: I'll start the fire. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: so, yeah, the Indians are like, all right, we're going to peace out while you kids fight our battles for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Punky's like, you guys, it's cool. If things get too intense, we'll just leave the cave. Which triggers a cave-in, so they yeah. can't leave the cave.
0: Wah, wah. So and I then, thought uh, the evil demon's name was Gabba Gabba Ghoul.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's what I'm going to call it. But you can remember the right name, Austin.
1: All right. All right. Uh, so then Punky, ever optimistic in the face of uh, of mounting mystical calamity.
0: Why is says, she like that?
1: <laughs> she's got Punky power, you know? Yeah. I Ooh. guess.
0: I didn't know it was metaphysical. I thought it was just Orphan Pluck, but she's really... no.
1: no. She's like, this. you know what? We have to battle this evil spirit, and we're stuck <laughs> in this cave, and no one knows we're here. But it's okay, because we have punky power. Mm-hmm. And the evil spirit says, fuck your punky power. Here's an earthquake. <laughs> yeah,
0: her punky power trigger, triggers an avalanche, and it's super scary. And this is another time where I'm like, they are not paying that dog actor enough biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Double it Whatever you're
1: doing <laughs> More biscuits for Brandon <laughs> uh, So then they go to try to find another way out of the cave And they don't notice the rat with f- red freaking eyes yeah. Glowing
2: on a on a rock near them Do you
0: mean the cheap puppets, Austin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the cheap puppets yeah, so they, then they, they, go... they use a lot of cheap puppets But then they try to use special effects around them To make them I seem not as cheap It's <laughs> so good it works pretty well, actually. For like, it uh, is sitcom, <laughs> right? Like it,
1: it's creepier that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the shoddiness of the puppets with the lighting effect, mm. like it's legit spooky.
0: That's the thing. We're being brave for our audience, but we're all crying because yeah. it is so scary.
1: <laughs> right? We haven't even gotten to the scary shit. Oh yet. my
0: god, <laughs> this acid's about to turn bad, this y'all. Like,
1: yeah, this is like warm up. This is when the acid is still like, oh, this is fun. I um. Know. So, they proceed into another chamber, and I think they make some comment about how, like, it feels like they're being watched, and then there's, like, neon black light <laughs> yeah. eyeballs all over the cavern wall. Yeah, well, and well like a cave says, face.
2: it's a big cave, he can't see us everywhere, and then there's eyes everywhere, so he can't... Yeah. I, this just made me wonder how much they actually, like, paid for this set to be built and so because yeah. it's pretty elaborate right. for just a one-off, right? Yeah. Mm.
0: And they keep going. It makes you wonder
2: if it's one of the Star Trek caves.
0: Oh. I mean, some of the stalagmites did look penisy enough to be Star (laughs) Trek caves. (laughs)
1: Uh, And then the episode ends when they look into a hole in the cave, and there's a creepy-ass black light spider screaming
2: at them. Oh, that's the best. (laughs) I thought that was going to be the demon, though, but apparently it wasn't.
1: It's well, I scary. think it's like a
2: manifestation of the demon.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it appears as the things you're scared of. Yeah. This
0: is so much, and I'm glad you brought it up first, but it is so much more, <laughs> more successful than that It episode that we covered last <laughs> 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 year. This, it's really well, too bad they couldn't do as good.
2: I assume you all saw the next time on Punky Brewster that came on after yes. this. And I just have a question for Austin. I think Austin would be the best mm, answer okay. this. So, okay. so you decide to sit down with your son, Liam, at this age. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Watch this funky Brewster episode. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. you see the clips of the next time. Uh-huh. Yep. Do you I'm just say, you. sorry kid for not watching the next episode <laughs> I, I don't time? think I have to
1: say sorry kid because I think <laughs> my kid has already left for therapy. <laughs> Cause like, this, all this... that's left of my kid is the, like, cartoon outline where he was before he ran out of the room <laughs> because... after seeing the next time on clip. Because
2: this episode was spooky and a little suspenseful, right. but not not too bad, right? Like, it, it right, was... You just had some rats with glowing eyes and some eyes in the face.
0: Scary. There's Until a general
2: yeah, spider
0: break. about it yeah, that exactly. Spider break is you legitimate. And scary. Break.
2: And then they do the next time, and I guess credit <laughs> to the episode, they warn you what's coming up because you're like, right? holy yeah. shit, what what's going on here? This is.
1: And frankly, in this first episode, like the scariest thing about it, if you're a kid is just the concept of like being lost in a cave oh, yeah, yeah. That, like that's like a yeah. genuine like you don't need to be worried about like freaky disco spider monsters you to just be worried about like getting lost in a cave so but that's like a good scared before the yeah. second episode starts. you
0: stack those together it's insane like just to tell about <laughs> the footage that spider break lets you know to fucking get your shit ready because they like <laughs> Reverse it; they make it a negative Mm -hmm. image, and the like Mm -hmm. movement is really scary. It's like a costume, and then they use strobe lights—very effective. And I have a buddy who like did watch this when it aired. He's just a couple years older than me, and we talk about media. And so he says that his like grade school teacher (laughs) was like, she said to the class the next day, like, "Don't watch Punky Brewster. (laughs) It is not a show for children." She had to very. Special announcement to the class: like, do not watch these two-parters. It is way too scary. I was scared. It is not okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it is not okay. Everything that's about to happen is really not okay. No, it's not.
1: So that that takes us out of our first episode. We come Ooh. back. Uh, uh, we come back in for the second episode. We have a a brief respite <laughs> where we get the fun, cheery theme song once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And the um, recap, which I appreciated.
1: Dana, 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 dana. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we get a little recap, and you're like, okay, yep, right. You I Henry's needed the recap, because how did yeah. we get here? This is hell. We're in
2: hell. <laughs> <laughs> They're in hell. That's uh, what's uh, weird.
0: Uh, well, I mean, we're so. not much better, David.
1: <laughs> So the episode proper opens, and the first thing we see is the kids <laughs> enter a cave, and there's severed limbs embedded in the wall of the no, cave. Oh my
2: god. Yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, because they ran away from the spider, right? Yeah. Right,
1: right. right so yeah. they see the spider, and they run. The spider is in, in a cave. technically. And there's just, like, arms and legs sticking <laughs> yeah, out of yep, the cave wall. Just
2: severed limbs what does yep. Punky do? She's like, I gotta check this out. And she just goes. Yeah, Punky's says, like, I'm
1: gonna take a closer look for God only knows why. <laughs> and then she punches
0: him right in the dick.
1: It's
2: brutal. <laughs> what is she doing? And it, it
1: turns out, hey, there's also a severed head. Yeah. Um, underneath a rock. And so then the, he, the the head talks to them. And you find out, um, I guess he's a gold prospector, presumably from the 1840s. Yeah, I know. Who has found himself trapped in this cave and he has like control of his limbs somewhat despite them being scattered and fused to the wall of this cave Mm -hmm. uh, and is remarkably good natured about the whole thing
2: yeah he's like "Eh, it's 11 Uh, he's
1: He's also played <laughs> by Vince Schiavelli. This guy, this
2: yeah, guy yeah. is a
0: famous this guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Very Vince Schiavelli
1: is one of those all-time great. He was the evil
2: ghost in, in Ghost. Yeah, that's how I mostly remember him. at. Me like, too.
0: The time. It's time to watch Ghost again, you
2: cowards. <laughs> Let's watch this one. Yeah, go- uh, I know him from Ghost,
1: and he also had a bit part in one of the uh, Pierce Brosnan and James Bond Meemies. movies.
0: Wasn't he also yeah. one of the clown goons in a Batman
1: Batman Returns. He was the organ yeah. grinder in yeah. the evil clown gang and evil circus gang. Yep.
0: Fucking that's such a good Batman.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit, it's Vinciavelli. Is this this like <laughs> prospector fused into rock. Hunted, <laughs>
0: dissolved, prospector. And yeah, his bones are stuck all around the cave. He's pretty good natured. And for him, he's young, but he still mm-hmm. looks old mm-hmm. already. Yeah. He's been the same forever.
1: And I'm gonna be saying this a lot because this entire episode is basically just like the kids go from one cave to another and it gets increasingly more horrific with each new room they enter. That's true. Um, So they leave the room of severed body parts Mm -hmm. and um, they're walking across some sort of chasm overlooking a lake of blood, I think. Mm -hmm. Sure, Um, mercury. Some sort of lava, blood, red liquid. (laughs) Um, And so... They skirt past that, and and these it's
0: like four kids and a little golden retriever, and I was like, let's uh-huh. keep our spirits up. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, don't fall in the blood lake. Let's <laughs> keep <laughs> our spirits up, everyone. Jeepers. Uh, it's always good advice. Though. So, I mean, yes. it, yeah, that's, that's what makes this a very special episode. <laughs> you know, the really importance <laughs> of not falling into the blood lake. Um, take that, full house. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh so then in the next room they find a bedazzled tomahawk uh, i'm
0: glad that you said it was bedazzled too it no, like... it,
1: it, seriously someone bought a tomahawk and put rhinestones on it i <laughs> love
0: this design aesthetic it's like haunted cultural appropriation cake <laughs> in claire's it's yeah. great <laughs> love it
1: uh and so again because god only knows why punky's like i'm gonna touch it and there are no they're That's like why the...
0: appropriation they're punky. like
1: yo punky here's a good rule let's stop touching things hmm. but she doesn't she touches it it flies through the air it does stuff and then it disappears and you're like okay that wasn't that wasn't horrific i can probably <laughs> Uh, I could probably make it through this episode. I, oh, but the <laughs> next room... The next room has a massive spider's yeah. <laughs> web. Uh, but that's and fine, because y- it's
0: just made out of regular rope. The golden spider yeah, smells like, it. You know, it's like, oh, it's like
1: fuck the this. It's playground thing, and yeah. they have to, like, crawl through it. And there's, like, a nice... It's, like, it's good suspense... Kind of filmmaking where you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, is it going to get them? Oh, no, they all made it through it. But guess what? They just got on the other side where the spider (laughs) actually
3: is.
1: (laughs) Um, So then that giant motherfucking day glow spider screaming its head off drops down from the sky. (laughs) All of Like the three kids get caught in the web except for Punky. And it's like
2: moving in on Punky. Brandon good boy that he is good jumps boy. into the fray he
1: really took a long time
0: to get there though.
2: tackles brand or uh, punky and like she has to like grab its like fangs and keep it from like yes. puncturing her neck and stuff yes.
0: Like, There's an extended seriously. sequence where she's on yeah. the ground, like watching the, keeping the fangs from her neck, and the mm-hmm. dog is just like wagging his tail and play bowing. Like she <laughs> doesn't get in there for a long
1: time. That bit in Return of the King when Frodo is fighting the spider, yeah. oh, Peter Jackson could have just taken this scene and put it in. There, I mean, and it would have been more effective. So
2: sometimes they like make the spider like they do all the like lighting effects and like switch it to negative and that kind of stuff, and that's mm-hmm. suitably creepy. But every once in a while, they just show like the Giant fake ass spider, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> you're right, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like when Brandon bites through the leg, and you're yeah. like, Oh, that's just like a tube sock with
2: yeah, exactly. paper in it. So I, it's a yeah, soft I think leg. Punky somehow gets off, and then Brandon, like, he's the best boy, right? And he's he just right. takes that spider head on, and is like, Fuck this thing, and starts just biting its head. I think, and then it's like, I liked it uh, when
0: he grabbed the spider's body and started making love to
1: it, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I like the
2: rabbit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that gives Punky the opening to retrieve the bedazzled tomahawk. That
2: kind of, like, appears to her, right?
1: Yeah, like, it appears above her, and so she grabs the tomahawk. It just appears like
0: like a video game. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She buries that motherfucking tomahawk (laughs) into, like, the spider's body as it begins to ooze, like, pale gross liquid <laughs> comes pouring best. out of its carapace oh, she hacks it a
2: few times carapace. she chops that yeah no i mean she's up. like
1: fuck
0: you <laughs> and this is what stephen king's wishes that it was it <laughs> right? so good so scary and like the music here they like aren't doing the softy softy funky jazz thing that they do they go like full-on
1: metal it is yeah, scary. No, is, like this is like Captain Kirk fighting the Gorn kind of music. Right? Yeah, the only
2: the only thing missing was like blood splatter onto Punky's face after she like
0: spider ichor
2: dismembers this fighting,
0: just eating it uh. like a crab and then having child <laughs> in the cave.
1: <laughs> yeah, so then the. Uh, the spider vanishes in like a you know like yeah. firework effect kind of a thing. So and many uh, Yeah, then like then Punky's fun. like we all have to have sex to seal our bond in order to proceed <laughs> deeper into his cave. No, just kidding. Oh, Stephen King <laughs> Stephen King didn't write this. Uh, instead, Margot's like, "You guys, that was fucked
2: up," and just sort of like, like Punky dropped killed the... a giant spider with an axe. I'm, I'm that's pretty messed <laughs> up. And Punky,
1: Punky, God bless her, is like. It's okay, gang. We can get through this. Yeah. But then Margo, like, I'll give Margo her a just, pep talk. It's right. gonna be fine. Margot just vanishes. Mm-hmm. Just straight up disappears <laughs> before see? their eyes.
0: Class solidarity, y'all. Where are they? When you need to fight <laughs> spiders.
1: And then we hear the uh, the evil spirit. Mm. Uh, as a disembodied voice taunts them with a surprisingly topical pop culture reference <laughs> about Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At he the briefly time, it turned... was very topical, and it still is. Yes, <laughs> this ancient Indian evil spirit briefly turns into Freddy Krueger. <laughs> um, Yabba-gabba-gool! And, and Punky, instead of being uh, dissuaded by the complete and utter disappearance of one of her friends Mm -hmm. is like, nah, shit, we're going deeper. We gotta get our friends back (laughs) now. We're
0: doing this.
2: Uh, I like it.
1: So, so what is now a trio uh, (laughs) move their way into another nightmare cavern. We
2: should note that Punky just leaves the tomahawk behind, which doesn't seem like the smartest idea, but you know
1: right she probably didn't want to get that spider goo all over
2: her.
0: <laughs> yeah you know it hit a spider it's done it's like a one use weapon it's yeah, okay. totally like a video game thing where the power up just shows up and it's like <laughs> right, right. why is like he... it only
1: works in that room or something mm-hmm. right
0: yeah awesome to your point why is punky so brave why is she doubling down why is she willing to lose teammates and just like fight um ancient indian it's, evil
2: it's the spirit it's punky, of a child yeah. you know then the... yeah punky power y'all i have
0: a real suit question about punky's backstory <laughs> do you guys think this is the same demon that killed her parents I mean, david
2: i thought that was just in the text i didn't even think that was subtext he's <laughs> yeah. like i killed your parents punky <laughs>
0: <laughs> your because mom then, is dead
1: <laughs> it, it becomes dramatic irony because by killing her parents it put her in the position to where she could defeat it
0: that's if some it Harry had just, Potter I mean, shit. Damn.
2: I mean, if it had dad just was the guy with all alone. the limbs everywhere. We just didn't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am your father. Uh, yeah. Um, we never said that she called him Mr. Pieces.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: no, you, you are correct. I missed that. But yes, she calls him Mr. Pieces. It's
0: fucking dad. And he's like,
1: that's he's nice. With, yeah. He's like, whatever. I'm a disembodied...
2: Cave person,
1: you well, call me. Mr. He apparently <laughs> had been
2: there so long he forgot his name. That's the. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And what we don't really that? care about him anyway. He's very pointless to this entire uh, episode. Spoiler alert. Uh,
1: spoiler. Uh, spoiler alert. So in their next, so in the next nightmare cavern. Woo! Uh, Punky, who should really just shut up because every time she opens her mouth it causes something bad to happen, is like, you guys, we can get through this as long as we all stick together. And then Alan disappears. Oh no. Alan, it's your fault that we're in this
0: mess.
1: So then it's just Punky and Sherry as the disembodied voices of their friends call out to them from beyond the grave begging for their help and you guys this is a family sitcom starring a 10 year old Uh, i just want to reiterate that again this is not twin peaks this is not a david lynchian nightmare show this is punky brewster you guys david
0: lynch wishes
2: it's showing you how to look evil in the eye and just uh power through yep
0: oh my god did you guys just hear I think I heard the ghost of Ryan <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a cave
2: or eating a hamburger. MP
0: three.
1: <laughs> I want a hamburger.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll get you, buddy. Let's go. Uh
1: so then Sherry disappears. I don't oh. even think she gets like a fun send off. She just like straight face. Well, they're, they're like calling back cute. and forth
2: and then suddenly. Yeah, she, I'm yeah. okay.
1: Are you okay?
2: Mm-hmm. And, then, and
1: so now Punky's all alone
2: she's not. Well Punky's she's got like, Brandon She's got her best well, boy she's still
0: got Her good boy Jonathan Brandis, The golden retriever <laughs> <laughs> uh, For
1: now So she's like Look you motherfucking spirit I want my friends back And the spirit continuing to channel Freddy Krueger is like <laughs> Sure here are your friends In hideous nightmare form yeah, uh...
2: that, that Charlie Face in the wall with the weird teeth—that that was pretty freaky. I got Yeah, I mean, so Alan's
0: face is in the Alan, rock. Sorry. Are you thinking Charlie in the Chocolate Factory?
2: I don't know, is the actor's name Charlie? I don't know.
1: So she lifts up a rock, and there's Alan's face, and he has like the—I don't they weird teeth, like Queen. there was like a Halloween thing,
0: tight teeth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um and it's just his face so mm-hmm. it's like in tremors when the person gets like buried in the sand and all you see is the face it's Did like that, that. but in, the, in tremors yeah <laughs> the the one farmer that gets eaten oh, by the tremor yeah
0: yep. uh
1: so yeah that's alan uh um, so the 10 year old boy whose face is mounted in the wall of the cave with mm-hmm. monster teeth um,
0: because that also we happens get...
1: Then we get Sherry, and it's a little bit of a come down after Alan, because yes. Sherry's just sort of like she has like the red glowing eyes and like mm-hmm. some day glow teeth kind of thing, and, and she's and, just like a snake um, head
0: that like pushes out from the rock, like
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Margot drops down from the ceiling <laughs> and does a little dance because she's a skeleton, it's such and then a kind of a cute skeleton, skeleton dance,
3: dance. Okay. It's so yeah. Cute. But then and she's wearing, like a in in her, hat. Mm-hmm.
1: and you see that she has like a zombie head. So it's like a skeleton person, <laughs> but with the flesh still on the head. Well, I no. like how
0: they did that and how they got this result out of you, Austin, because in the in the background, it was just a fucking plastic skeleton, and then they'd cut up oh, close yeah. to her face. Uh-huh. It just like, well, I had S-tiss. like a
2: head on it, like a doll head on it, and then, mm-hmm. and then it flashed to her face, which was just a close-up of her with like, you know, gray makeup on and maybe some weird teeth again and being like, bonky, bonky. can
3: you...
1: Uh, So having been confronted with these nightmarish visions of her friends, Punky, understandably, runs off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Traveling through yet another cave, the spirit next shows Punky a vision of Henry and Mrs. Johnson, who are like... We don't give two flying fucks that these kids are gone. <laughs> we're going to Tahiti and we're renting out their rooms. I mean, to be fair, they yeah. made some
2: very compelling cases as to why they're better off without these kids. <laughs> and I have like, so
0: much disposable income
2: in free yeah, time without kid. <laughs>
1: <that who cares? laughs>
2: <laughs> I've got more time on my hands. And
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and Punky's resolve momentarily wavers because the spirit is tapping into her whole... You know, she has orphan plus. She has but she's orf- still an orphan. Orphan anxiety. Mm, Did right?
0: anybody else, to be that guy again, like read the situation? Like those two adults were going to Tahiti to get down together?
1: <laughs> I assume that those two had a thing. They yeah. were
0: having a thing.
1: Yeah. But this is where I feel like the spirit overplays his hand. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if it had just been like. We don't care about them. I'm glad Punky's not my child anymore, and stopped it there. It might have worked, but then he had to go into the whole Club Med, Tahiti, <laughs> renting out the room thing, and then that's when Punky's like, "No, Henry loves me too much. He wouldn't. He wouldn't act like this. This he has got to be." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He hates band. He
0: finds it tacky for poor people.
1: <laughs> so she is like, nah, Henry loves me." And the spirits like, "Fine, here's your dog as a skeleton."
2: No! Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the worst part of this
1: episode. Uh, turns <laughs> turns good boy they Brandon have, into a skeleton. They should dog. have switched.
2: They should have Punky turn into a skeleton, and then the rest be Brandon like Aww. confronting the demon. <laughs>
0: I, this part scared me or made me sad more than anything but it was a really cute dog skeleton <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
0: like you know plastic and way too big and the bone was
1: like it was like, it was it was like five large.
2: times the size of Brandon you're like alright
0: <laughs> and another good happy silver lining is that you know a dog would be very happy dying and becoming bones because right. now yeah, they're yeah. good boys they'll bury
2: themselves body. And it did wave its wag its tail at the end. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> you right. know it's a half skeleton dog.
1: Uh huh. Which is the freaky, like really the freaky part? It's <laughs> just like it's a
0: dog still. He's a good boy in death, just as he was in life. R.I.P. Yep. Jonathan Brandis, the dog.
1: So in the next cave, <laughs> more punky, caves, more caves. Having been stripped of her friends and her loyal companion, oh. in 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 true. Fulfilling her true Cambellian arc, she is uh, entering into the last cave all on her own and meets up with the evil spirit personified, looking something like a bedazzled version <laughs> of that thing that killed Tasha Yar. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was just
2: waiting for Tasha to walk by and just get owned again,
1: right? <laughs> Rolling a zero on that mud
0: monster. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Did anybody else just like love the glitter demon...
2: Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, no, it is. It's a glitter Jesus. demon. It's I so good.
2: They were very clever with how they did this because obviously they did everything on a budget, but it all mm-hmm. worked still though for, for the most right. part. They,
0: they did everything on a budget. By which you mean they used the whole budget. <laughs> <laughs> In cultural appropriation terms, they used every part of the buffalo because. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like a green screen with like the rest of the bedazzling beads. They didn't yeah. put on the tomahawk <laughs> right.
3: and
1: like, long and yet, fingernails. Had,
2: they did something to give him like large claws too. Right? Yeah. yeah, he had
1: almost like Freddy Krueger hands yeah. at some point.
2: I
0: think they went to Sally's beauty supply and got like <laughs> the
1: discount felix. Clearly, the like prop department for this episode went to whatever... I mean, I don't know how long Joanne Fabrics has been around, but mm. they they went to whatever the local craft store was in 1985, and they were like, <laughs> yes, we will take all of it, please. Mm. Oh, to
0: be at fly on the wall. Can you imagine the feeling of spending that money at the craft store in 1989 to make uh. a glitter demon?
1: Right, right. Uh, so the glitter demon mm. taunts Punky and talks about how she must hate it for destroying her friends and she must want to destroy it in vengeance. And uh, uh, Punky, just like Luke Skywalker in the cave on Dagobah,
2: <laughs> feels herself. She drew uh, the uh, lightsaber first. It was very right.
1: Right. She's getting. She's getting angry. <laughs> but that's only making the spirit stronger. And so she is visited by a vision of Princess Moon
2: aka punky in Indian garb.
0: <laughs> Which you couldn't wear for Halloween today.
2: Yeah. This was like a ghostly punky, so I wasn't sure if she was in brown face or not. That's the only thing I
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, a she gray area. Of, yeah.
1: she shot in like a, a white spiritual you know, overhead mm. light kind of a deal. Uh, Princess Moon uh much like obi-wan Kenobi before her can give punky advice, but can't actually like do anything to help her yeah. really. thanks a
0: lot Princess
1: <laughs> moon uh tells her that uh make being angry and scared just makes the demon more powerful, and that she needs to let love
2: be her sword well, that's what think...
0: the dog was doing earlier with the bunny, so yeah is that, is that what she said at <laughs> yeah.
2: first did she just say like you know you can it was just funny because then the she was like about to disappear, and then Bucky's like, "No, don't leave me!" And then the ghost just stayed for like another like
1: <laughs> <minutes and> <laughs> another her. line or two,
2: and it's like, "Yeah, I guess if you need some more explanation, I I thought I told you everything, but yeah, it's love. You got to use love, you know. The demons he he feeds off a of hate, so you're you're gonna have to use love to defeat him. Sorry, I wasn't clear, but before I was about to leave, but now I'm going to leave, and then she disappears again.
1: Yes, going out on the much better line of love being the sword. You know Uh, why this
0: demon is so hard to defeat? Why? It's because glitter gets everywhere.
3: (laughs)
1: Oh, uh, that is so, so at this point the spirit's like fuck this noise and just tries to straight up burn the ten year old protagonist of his family sitcom.
0: And the demon has been saying really scary shit in a really scary voice. He's like, I am gonna fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. This is not a joke, Punky Brewster. I will <laughs> fucking stab you dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. When burning her doesn't work, he then tries to freeze her. Yeah. But all <laughs> Punky Talk about feels nightmares. Yeah, because you know, to burn her, they just need to use red light. <laughs> to freeze her, they just need to use blue light, and then they've just got all the fog in this cave, and So it's out machine. great.
0: Yeah, and they uh, did say they did say that that you turned all my friends into nightmares. It's like yeah, because fuck you. It's like, yeah, <laughs> so harsh.
1: And uh, she says that he can't burn her or freeze her because all she feels is pity. Yeah. Because the spirit will never know love.
2: Wow, shaming that demon. That, that, that's love shaming. I don't know about this. Right? Episode, you
1: know? <laughs> well, so she tells she tells the spirit that, yes, there are bad people in the world. But most people are good And she says that you should Reach out and use your power To feel all of the love Across the earth And so the spirit does And orgasms itself to death (laughs) I don't think that's what happened,
2: Austin
0: I didn't think so, but now I do
2: (laughs) I think the demon was obviously an incel And was just... (laughs)
1: And was just so shamed by the fact
2: that Punky sure. discovered that it could never actually love or be loved that it had to just slink away. I mean,
1: right, right. One know, way or another, faced with
2: a strong woman, it had no choice but to leave and just excuse itself. Right. That's
1: it true. Uh, it destroys itself, prompting a holy macanoli from Punky. <laughs> which, <laughs> That's what she um,
0: say. That's really I, appropriate. Is, that, it,
1: is
2: mean, that was that a phrase ever?
1: Yeah, I think if Punky Power was Punky's, did I do that? Mm-hmm. Holy Macanoli was her, do you have any cheese? <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Please do put everything in Urkel terms for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this was so crazy. This, I think, it was kind of a lesson in, like, don't let your orphans get too much agency. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, once the spirit has, you know, either destroyed itself or orgasmed itself to death to take death. your pick uh <laughs> her friends appear and mr Ooh. pieces gets put back to normal and yeah mm. so it's
0: really funny like it's this great explosion of orgasm and joy and spiritual rebirth <laughs> and then all these kids show up and mm. a dog and some fucking guy
2: and <laughs> <laughs> some dude who
1: I'm sure, being from the 1840s, is very excited to resume his life in 1985.
0: <laughs> <Did they laughs> well, he even speaks perfect bowling? modern
2: English, so, you know, he's got that and going true. for him.
0: And did they have bowling in the 1840s? Because that's what this guy's character arc is. He's about to sink some pins. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like, I've been put back together. Who wants to go bowling? Mm-hmm.
0: Like all the bullying alleys are getting torn down, Mister Pieces. How do you feel about
1: that? <laughs> there was uh, there was somewhat of a, a legitimately funny moment when when the glitter demon is taunting Punky, and he's like, "You must die." The only question is how. And she's like, "Old age." Yeah. <laughs> That's good.
0: How does this orphan have so much power for dealing with supernatural?
1: Mm. Seriously, you guys like she is not. She's barely phased at all by any of this Meanwhile, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to sleep tonight
0: Never again
1: Uh, so then Uh, her friends are back And Mr. Pieces has been restored to normal But you guys This you was get, the ghost story That Punky was telling Around the fire because just then Henry and Mrs. Johnson come in and they're like yo we straight up called in the entire fucking forest service to find you guys
2: <laughs> how about you stay you're... outside the cave where we How about eat? you stay outside instead of in this cavern <laughs> mm-hmm. did where we you can find, fucking find you.
0: <laughs> did you find any wood you little pieces of yeah exactly like, <laughs> well, where's the firewood
2: <laughs> listen everyone knows you should bring your own firewood you're not supposed to try to like rely on like wood that's out there because you're not supposed just to like chop just... down a tree
0: You're not just supposed to go to a cave fire, because it's populated by a rhinestone hell guy. Come
1: on. Rhinestone hell demons. Uh, So everybody leaves, and uh, Punky stays behind and turns around, and is visited once again by Princess Moon, Mm -hmm. to whom she says goodbye. Goodbye. So maybe it wasn't all just a story. <laughs>
2: Writers could never help themselves, can they? No. no.
1: And what's what's really what? funny about it is like, so, oh, it was just a story. Or was it? And it's supposed to be the Princess Moon thing that's the or was it? Yeah, I but I still want to know, who started the fire?
2: Well, I was wondering who drew those pictures on the cave wall of the kids. Yeah. I wasn't sure if the pictures were
1: still oh, there. They when were came still back. there when okay. she went oh, right. there.
2: No. Maybe
0: it was time. the kids who drew <laughs> it with their poop when they were locked in the cave for too long. That's
1: yeah, possible. Because the idea is like, we go into the cave, we see the drawing of us, yeah. and we have this fire already burning. That's kind of <laughs> freaky. Let's tell a ghost story. So then we have mm-hmm. the story. We find out, oh, this has been the story all along. But if that was the story all along, then who did the drawing mm-hmm. and who started yeah, the fire? I
0: what if they got really insulted? Like, one of their cave drawings was just really mean, like, bug teeth and a butt with
1: flies. <laughs> Bargo's like, I don't find this likeness to be very accurate at all.
2: <laughs> I mean, episode or two-parter. It didn't have much of a choice but to be, like, it was just a story, right? Of course. But we all course. know, like, it's just a story. It's a dream or whatever. It's it's always a very shitty uh, plot device, right? Like, no no one likes it. Mm-hmm. And then writers always want to be, like, the... Or is it? And I'm like, that's not clever. Just I want every writer out there ever to know that does, that's not clever. It doesn't add anything, Danny. <laughs> what are you trying to do with it? Are you just trying to be like, oh, it wasn't a dream? Well why'd you try to tell me it was a dream to begin with then, huh? Well, fucking
0: fired.
1: Here's the question I put before the panel. Mm. Is it more or less fucked up if this stuff happened? Or if Punky just made all of this (laughs) up and told it to her friends sitting around a fire, who should probably be pretty freaked out by what they just heard, and the fact that they're like... Plucky orphan friend could craft all of this from her ten-year-old mind, <laughs> and
0: then you were a skeleton, and then your face was stuck, and your teeth were jacked. I know it was terrible. Listen,
2: orphans—they—they they, they live a hard life. You know, this is the kind of stuff that results from it. She sees you can really shit. see the
0: trauma in yeah. her story. Yeah,
2: I, I got the vibe that this was like the Navigator, where the story itself was what healed this land.
1: Ah. Oh, there you go.
2: And so, like, it didn't actually happen, but then the story kind of did do what it was supposed to do for these stereotypical Indians. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who are nowhere to be found in this final scene yes. because they've taken off their garb, <laughs> packed it in their suitcase yeah, yeah. in the trunk of their Pontiac Bonneville <laughs> and are now driving back to their mm-hmm. modest suburban home to continue living their lives.
0: I wish we had that stinger scene with them like driving back like man, we really <laughs> fucked with those
1: kids this time. <laughs> yeah, those kids really got into that story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
2: we should have actually looked for their parents. Nah. <laughs>
0: yo fuck them kid
2: oh
1: boy uh so any final thoughts uh david any uh anything you learned from this one Uh, i think i learned very
2: special we can never have the gruel orphans watch this episode or it'll give them too much self-empowerment you know they have to learn thank you they'll actually think that like they have like an inner strength that we can't let them know they have (laughs)
1: right they'll come to see us as the glitter demons exactly I
2: think
0: that's what we are I think we can't let them become powerful
2: or know that their heart has weight we certainly are the glitter demon I'm like I'm not debating that I'm just they just can't know the light that's in their hearts you know
0: we must keep them in the
1: cave Um, how about you, Carol? Did this live oh, up to the uh, yeah. to the decades of hype to its to its notoriety? <laughs> it's
0: good stuff, man. This is the stuff to our <laughs> listeners. Hello, thank you for listening. If you haven't watched this, fucking do it. It will change your mind about how scary an '80s family sitcom is allowed to be. It will make Mr. Belvedere look like a coward. You will never forget the haunted cave children and the glitter demons and. Stevens right the real takeaway is to shove our orphans down into a deeper hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to I I made a point of of uh keeping track as it went along. Um this is what's featured in the second episode. Dismembered limbs, One, a lake of blood, two, a fucked up shrieking spider. Three. Uh Friends disappearing into thin air. Four. Said friends returning encased in rock Five. as some sort of like red-eyed snake goblin creature Six. and as a skeleton zombie. Seven. Your faithful companion is turned into a skeleton dog. Good boy,
3: dog, <laughs>
1: eight. And then you have to do battle with a. Disco spirit with Freddy Krueger claws, who's talking constantly <laughs> about killing a ten-year-old girl, mm-hmm. ah, and
0: he has pop culture references. That's definitely us, you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, it it it's pretty messed up, and yeah, we talked mm. about it, but it's the the craft involved is a lot of fun, mm. like the 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 low budget but making the most of it and pulling out all of the sort of cinematic tricks and whatnot is uh, really makes it a lot of fun
0: Got great effects out of that paper mache. Which writer do you think it is that got a spooky bug up their ass and they're like, no, this is the script. Is the
1: I want to know which writer do you think it is that was under the sheet with the bedazzles on it playing yeah. the, the glitter demon because you know that was just somebody that they put under a sheet to like move around and then they overdubbed the dialogue.
0: I do like to think that it was the head writer. They're like, you wrote this shit. You fucking dare it.
1: <laughs>
2: Uh, David, where can we find you online? Uh, sure. You can find me on Twitter at DrBits, where I complain about my parents listening to this podcast. Thank and you. at the real
1: uh, Carolyn, how about you?
0: You can find me online trying to avoid blood lakes with various levels of success. <laughs> I'm Carolyn Maine on Twitter and CarolynMain.com and CarolynMaine at Gmail. And you can commission me for pieces if you want a portrait or a poster for your band it's all very fun and i am on patreon and that's carolyn main c-a-r-o-l-i-n-m-a-i and like the street and watch out for dog skeletons
2: everybody (laughs) Aw, they're cute
0: though (laughs) you're so cute
1: uh you can find me on twitter uh at austin gorton and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com and you can also read some stuff from me at uh, patreon.com slash G-O-L. Um, as for the show, we are a very special episode. Uh, our uh, email is avsepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at avsepod. Uh, check out our Facebook page, Uh, Facebook.com slash AVSEpod. And you can listen to us at a very special episode, podcast.com, as well as iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, All of your favorite podcast applications. (laughs) For a very special episode... I am Austin Gordon, wishing you all a uh, safe and happy and spooky Halloween. And now I am off to find my inner punky power. That was a very special
2: episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it smooth? Got so many life lessons.
3: Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explain.
2: Next time on a very special episode. Austin <laughs> Would your dog save you from a giant spider? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if my cats would save me. I don't think they would. I my little they'd. pup
0: dogs would tink away. They might like fall the clumsy one would maybe fall into the spider. <laughs> I don't know. The situationally aware one, like bark at it, but get himself really well hidden.
2: Yeah, I, bark
1: from it if I feel dishes. like. I feel like one of them would be largely disinterested, <laughs> and <laughs> well, then the funny. other one would be like, "Is there food involved?" <laughs> There's not. I'm out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wonder how delicious the spider was for the dog. Was it just like a chicken nugget? <laughs> into
2: one it? can only assume. I mean, aren't chicken nuggets made of spider at the beginning? Pretty sure it's <laughs> cave spider.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like what Brandon bit into that spider leg, like, it was probably like like a Caramello bar. Mm. Where it's, Stretch it it's out, like,
0: out, 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 know, Caramello.
1: Caramel and, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>